0: Morning crypto.
1: Good morning, Warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several of my friends this morning. We've got the funniest Italian in crypto and the top crypto researcher on the planet. Mr. Johnny Crypto is back and battling the C-19 crisis, but he wouldn't miss an episode. We love you, Johnny. The NFT collector and sensation that makes a living playing games and shooting virtual brains. We have NFT tones joining the episode. I know he's going to drop some gems today, so welcome in. Some say he attends Hogwarts, and others say he was the caretaker of the fantastic beasts. Jeremy, the FinWiz is joining us on this beautiful Friday, and we have the day trading expert... And proud new member of our 3T Warrior family, Billy. Welcome into the program. So I'm very excited to have all you guys. I know we got some amazing content and we'll bring that to you today. So today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing huge adoption in the Bitcoin space as global brands open the floodgates. Are crypto payments coming to many large retailers near you? We'll let you know. Robinhood launches a new crypto wallet enabling users to transfer digital assets in and out of their ecosystem. We have two massive metaverse updates as Fortnite developer Epic Games are gearing up to change the gaming space for the young guns as a metaverse playground is in the works. And of course, we couldn't have this episode without dropping the Michael Jordan news as he drops his first NFT, and our listeners will be shocked by the blockchain that the greatest athlete of all time has chosen. So, our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So I'm super excited. I love this group we have today. We'll start off with our CFO and the Financial Wizard. We'll just do some introductions. Good morning, Jeremy. Happy to have you.
2: Thank you so much for having me on this Friday that I forgot that I was going to be on the show. <laughs> so I, was like, I was like, I think I'm going to be on the show if I remember. But Johnny, me and Johnny talked like late last night because we were working on something for the special project that we have that you can demo at the 2022 Freedom Conference. Um, and so but so we were working on that last night and I was like well Johnny didn't remind me. He would usually be like are you going to be on the show tomorrow? Just remember to be on the show and he didn't do that. So I was like I don't know if I'm going to be on the show, so I should probably just be ready if I if I am. So thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being here. You're doing a fantastic job and I'm super
1: excited. That means a lot, Jeremy. Thank you. It wouldn't be a Friday if we didn't have the one, the only NFT Tones
0: on the podcast. Good morning, NFT Tones. Happy to have you. What's up, Abs? How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. That's good to hear. I have some exciting news to bring to you guys today, and I can't wait to get into it, but I'll let you start it out first, Abs. As
1: always, I'm sure our listeners are hyped to see you on the program. I'm sure a lot of people look forward to Fridays because that's our NFT day, guys. So it wouldn't be Friday if we didn't talk NFTs. We'll go to Billy next. Billy, welcome onto the program. We love having you, and you crushed it last Friday. How you doing this morning?
3: Doing good, bro. If I could hit this mute button. Uh, <laughs> no, man. Thanks for having me. Blessed to be here. I can't wait to talk about these NFTs. I love when Tones is on, and I'm so ready to get down with these MJ NFTs because everything this man touches turns to gold. Because I don't care what anybody says, he's the GOAT. The GOAT, right? It's- <laughs>
1: Who is it, Jordan, or is it Tom Brady? Pick one right now, Billy. Ooh, Jordan. Jordan Jordan. Wow. I'm a Boston Sorry. guy, so I'm gonna pick Brady, but I respect oh. your decision. Anyone but LeBron on this channel. Yes. We'll hey, go to Johnny Crypto next. Johnny Crypto, we know you weren't feeling well yesterday, but you look beautiful. So how are you feeling on this beautiful Friday morning?
4: Well, obviously, not not so great. Somebody said out there, I don't got C19, I got K19. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. I like that. That is good. And I got K-19. Let me tell you, this shit fucks you up. In fact, that, you're right, Jeremy. I didn't remind you because I, I was half dead. But uh, in case I didn't tell you, Jeremy, you're on the show today. That's but, fine.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with
4: it. <laughs> Do this. That's that awesome. Although
2: I'm, I'm a head uh, mounds further along than I was last time because I at least know what articles we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That always helps, you know. It helps to know what we're going to talk about. So
1: to open up the show, we'll start the same way we always do, by showing you guys our Twitter channel. We have 3TGM Crypto on Twitter, where you get access to all of us, from me to Jackie, Johnny, Mario, Selman, Gonzo, the whole crew is here. So we love talking to you guys. Go smash that follow button and tweet at us. We love talking to you. So we have the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index showing a 37 today. We didn't get any comments from Johnny Crypto yesterday as we dip into the fear range. So I'd love to give him the floor now. How do you feel about this fear? And is this a buying opportunity in your opinion? What are your thoughts?
4: You know, like I always say, I actually prefer, I know this is going to sound non-intuitive, but I actually like being in the fear zone. Because in the fear zone, I don't have to do a lot of work. I just sit back. I just relax. I wait. And I hold or or in this case you know certain areas you know I would average I would average in matter of fact I did so I bought into uh, WTk last week um, and also uh, Casper so you know as we're kind of in this fear zone I've been buying those two now I'm adding those to my portfolio so I like this I like this time this 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 time where we can capture in and I also like where we're we're seeing um, where we're seeing kind of Bitcoins testing some back support here. So no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still in that. I am not discouraged. I do see a lot of people. apps very discouraged. Like, Oh my God, we're back in fear again. When is this thing ever going to pump? And I keep telling everybody guys, 2025 to 2030. If you're looking to make a quick buck now, I understand why they're stressed out, but you know what? I sleep good at night cause I'm not worried about what's going to happen next week or next month. I'm worried about what's going to happen in 2025 to 2030. Right. And if you have that mindset, These fear and greed indexes don't even mean anything. Whether you buy XRP at 80 cents or 20 cents, you think you're going to give a shit when it's $10? No. So I tell everybody, just use these as opportunities. But right now, yes, I I personally, I am buying right now. And I actually used this opportunity in late February when we dipped into this
1: extreme fear range. I purchased some AVAX and Polkadot because I'm just telling you guys what I did in the market. And I'm still holding a lot of those projects. And the price price appreciation has been fantastic. I do think we're in a short-term pullback. And we're watching April 15th through the 18th to be the bottom of the market and potentially get some po- bullish price action, as JV mentioned on his channel yesterday. So with that being said, we'll hop into the total coin market cap. We've got just over $2 trillion in the total crypto market cap this morning. Bitcoin sitting at 41% dominance. Ethereum just below 20%. We're seeing a little bit of bearish price action, but we're still ranging in that $43,900 for Bitcoin. Ethereum sitting above 3200 We have Solana. Oh, my watch list went away. We have Solana at 116 bucks. We have XRP at 77 cents, guys. I am shocked that we're still sitting in the 70 cent range. And anybody who's been in the XRP community for a long period of time knows that that 78 cent mark was considered the iron wall for an extended period of time. So I'd love to see us get back above that range and maybe use it as a support level. That'd be exciting. We have AVAX sitting at 89 dollars. Cardano is at a dollar eight. And I'm gonna scroll down here. Chronos 45 cents. And find XLM at $0.20. Cents. So some great projects. Not too much bullish or bearish price action this morning. Jeremy, I'd love to go to you. What are you watching?
2: Well, so I'm always watching Polkadot, and I thought that it was interesting that you mentioned that because I have a reoccurring buy order in Crypto.com for Polkadot. I think it's one of the best projects that's out there. But I, I did have a uh, question for you, though, real quick on before I talk more about that. So what do you think it's going to take to get XRP to push itself past the $0.77 cent mark? I actually. Like what don't do you think need... needs to happen? Do you think it needs to like something needs to happen with the lawsuit, or is there something that could happen in the market that'll get more people to go start buying it, or or what do you think? <laughs> or what do start... you guys think? Because I just if... want to know.
1: Yeah, if we start trending bullish overall for the market, I don't actually think we need a catalyst to get back above that mark. If we can just get some bullish price action with Bitcoin and Ethereum, but I'd love to hear from the rest of the guys. Johnny, what do you think?
4: You know, one of the things I'm I'm looking for is where these levels where they're holding up. Right. So, for example, if you go to BTC, uh, you know, yeah, go to Bitcoin there. So, what we want to see is a, you know, that we want to see her back test that level right, right now where we are today. Right there is what I'm looking for. Yeah, we're right sitting on top of those two prior peaks, right? Yeah, all the way across. So, this is where we want to see it hold. <clears throat> and I think if she holds here and kind of does a little sideways, we start to pump up and then you know how it works, right? First Bitcoin goes, then everything's going to follow thereafter. So that's, that's what I'm looking for here in the, uh, in the Bitcoin area. Um, You know, as, as we all know, Bitcoin is kind of like the, the main mother index, right? The whole market does what Bitcoin does or follows, right? Do you think that'll change at some point in time,
2: guys? Like, do you think it'll always be Bitcoin, like, or do you think at some point you'll have like a different index that you, that people would look like, do you think at some point people would like watch how things react to say Ethereum or to some other type of coin, or do you think it's always going to be Bitcoin at least in our lifetime?
3: So. I'd love to hey, go to man. Billy
2: there because I'm sure he has some insight.
3: I was going to say, I think it's going to depend on regulation. <laughs> if it's going to be able to decouple, if it decouple itself from each other. If it's going to continue to do the same thing. And I do want to touch on XRP a little bit. I mean, we're, we're, we're in an uptrend right now. If you look at the, the daily chart that I'm looking at. I mean, we formed a nice little cup and it's come back down. Our next trend line, if we break uh, the 70 cents, it's going to get nasty. We could go all the way back down. The next support line is around natural resistance or natural support at 50 cents. So I'm I'm in the mindset of, we are set up really good. We've uh, testing old support right now uh, of of the 70 cents, 75 cents, but I I think we're going to need a catalyst. We're going to need something to push it. And, and the thing is, even if we don't have news or some kind of catalyst to push it and it goes anyways, there's nothing there that's going to keep it stable when it pulls back. There's not going to be that, that catalyst to keep it supported. So that's my worry that I do think it'll go. We just need some news behind it. We need, we need these regulations. We need this lawsuit to end, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Very exciting. And that's something we're going to be watching. So I wanted to pull up a pretty fun tweet here. We got some XRP price action. This ties perfectly into what Jeremy was just talking about. We need to break that 91 cent mark before we really confirm bullish here. But Billy, you brought up a great point that if we break below that 70 cent mark, we don't test our next level of support until I think about 60 cents. But something that is reassuring for me as an XRP investor is as I look at this long-term timeframe, we continue to make higher and higher lows as back in July of 2021, the bottom of our market was about 55, 51 cents. And as we trend back into that dip we experienced in late January of this year, we held support around 60 cents. So we're continuing to come right about just above those previous levels of support, create a new sense of resistance, and then we continue that bullish price action. That's something I'm going to be looking for. I'd like to just leave it open here and get
4: some comments from the group before we head into our articles. You know, I think at the end of the day, as you mentioned, we're sitting there and XRP, we all know XRP is being suppressed, right? Held down. So this is more of a trickier curve because you don't really know when they're going (coughs) to unleash anything on here. But it is nice to see that she's sitting and holding, you know, pretty steady in this 50 to 70 cents range. The nice thing is you it looks like you're never going to see 20 again, which, well, maybe that's nice if, you know. <laughs> if, if I remember you, those if, days. If you bought it 20, you don't want to see it happen. If you didn't, then you're wishing it will. But, I mean, look at it. It looks like it's made a base. I mean, it looks like it's pretty stable. I mean, it looks yeah. like it's stabilized. Yeah, I mean, it would take some really <laughs> negative news to drop it back to 20. I think that she's here to stay in the 50 to 70 range, and, you know, the minute we get some of this clarity on the case or when the case is over, then we'll see XRP's true potential because it will have no excuses. If the lawsuit's gone and it gets relisted back on, now it's got no excuse. We, we got to see how high it gets. You know, that's going to be the ultimate test. And I would think we got to get at least back to 180 or somewhere between 180 and 333. If we don't, I'm going to be frankly highly disappointed. Yeah. Um, and I know there are people out there. Yeah. That want to see it even go higher.
3: I want 10,000.
4: Yeah. Yeah. 589 or $10,000. I'm I'm $10. I want 10 to $12. To, you know, I, I'm, I try to be realistic, right? I'm the reality guy. so Realistically 10 to 12 is what I'd like to see, you know, where we see the 4.26 happening. So right now I'm good. Let it, seeing it sharing and letting it hold up in this 50 to 70 range with higher with higher lows, I think it's a good sign abs. That's what we want to see until all the all the bullshit is pulled off of its plate. No lawsuit, relisted, um, you know, then people grayscale and everybody else turning around. I out. think
2: that once it gets relisted, it's just going to yes. skyrocket
4: personally. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, why wouldn't it? Because, I mean, we get people in the academy asking all the time where they can buy XRP. It's like one of the number one questions that people ask me, right? And so, like, obviously there's people that are out there that want to purchase it. So once it gets re-enlisted, where you can purchase it, you know, very easily, it, I don't see a problem with it getting to where you're wanting it to go. I would
4: love to know where Sean, day one, Sean, he says, XRP is already listed on most platforms. Really. i don't know where. Uh, yeah, please, Sean, tell yeah, us okay. uh, He must He must not be
1: an American citizen. That's probably uh, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because it's listed
2: everywhere if you're not <laughs> – yeah,
4: yeah, I guess yeah. we should phrase that. Don't We're talking that. about in the U.S., <laughs> you can only buy it in three places, you know. And the big ones, Binance, Kraken, <laughs> it is um, getting- Coinbase, you can't buy them on the big ones. This
2: digital asset regulation – so I know, Abs, you want to probably move on to the next thing, but I just want to say this because it's getting really frustrating, and I think it's very – it's very hypocritical of a lot of these companies. For instance, we were setting up a Mailchimp account to with our new app, um, <coughs> app that we're working on, um, and so when we were setting that up, we as soon as they found out that it was crypto related, they shut our Mailchimp down. Wow! Like wow. automatically, and I had to spend yesterday writing a report to to Mailchimp to explain to them that we're a software company. This is what our app does. This is why it's beneficial, and that it's not going to be used for any type of like spam. Or affiliate marketing or anything weird like that well there might be some affiliate marketing in there but like nothing where we're like going out and doing like multi level marketing type stuff and like I had to go back and forth with the compliance people yesterday with Mailchimp and finally it got resolved and they let us have our account but like the fact that you can't open a bank account for if you're exchanging digital currency if you're a business but all of these banks can go and exchange their own digital currency and it's fine with it. And I don't know, it's, I think it's getting really hypocritical. And I think that I, it needs someone, there needs to be some type of regulation that gets put into place so that it can be easier for small businesses, especially to get, and what I mean by a small business is between like five to 10, you know, 1 million to like $10 million range of revenue that they can, that they can easily get the stuff that they need to do their business. If they're, some way involved with digital assets. So
4: yeah. it's just I frustrating. T- I totally agree with you on that, uh, Jeremy. I don't think people realize that. that until cl- And we've been saying this for the longest time now, that until clarity comes, it's very, very difficult <clears throat> in this space to be able to, to do anything. You saw we went to banks to open up a crypto account because, you know, it was what we do. Ten banks rejected us. We can't even get a bank account, right? So we need clarity, and that's going to open up the floodgates in crypto. So hopefully that's going to come soon. But I do want to address um, a question here that someone gave us on. I actually saw this question, came up on Twitter yesterday, and I told him to come watch the show and pose a question. We would answer it, and he did. So kudos to Ray. Um, Nice. So this is a very interesting question, right, in terms of why is XLM? And you kind of see it. XLM has almost been pegged to XRP. So I'm going to do my best to try and answer this question. Um, and w- what we saw back, you know, I think it was maybe six months ago or nine months ago, we saw when XRP took off, so did XLM. It's almost like they're connected at the hip. And if you remember, look at the history here, what's going on. The the owner and president of XLM, Stellar, is, was the president of XR, XRP, or I should say Ripple. And then they had a falling out and the company split up and they went their separate ways. But the reality is what we're hearing behind the scenes is that XRP is going to be the system that runs the bank rails and XLM is going to be the system that's going to run from banks to consumers. So it would logically makes sense that if they're holding down XRP because they don't want anybody getting in it, they don't want us owning it, um, right? So they fear and shake all the sheeple out. If they're doing that to us on XRP because of the bank rails and they believe that the the bank to consumer rails is going to be XLM, then it makes sense that they would also suppress that one as well. So you don't necessarily need a lawsuit behind it, um, but they are very, very similar in, in in fashion of what they do. So to me, there's something going on there, and they're holding both of these back for a reason. And if you remember, we had, we had XRP Jenna on the other day who had a friend that works. I'm not going to say the agency because I don't want to get her in trouble. But basically, her friend said that the two chosen – Technologies are XRP and XLM, so it makes perfect sense. I don't know why this stupid camera is going I'm out of focus again, but it makes perfect sense, Abs, as to why. <laughs> Look at this stupid thing. That so makes perfect sense as to why uh, those two are being suppressed. I don't know why, but it, it doesn't surprise me. That XLM is also being suppressed, and frankly, everybody out there should be looking. This. I'm not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. You should be happy if you can buy XLM at twenty cents right now. Oh, I buy XLM. I think every <laughs> other week I have a
2: reoccurring buy order. On. Yeah,
4: well, Ray. <laughs> I hope that answers your question, Ray. We did the best we can. We don't have inside information, but just logically, that's you know kind of that kind of logically makes most sense.
1: Yes. And as I look at XLM, I do think it's a great opportunity, like Jeremy said, to continue dollar cost averaging, because if you do believe it's in this hyper suppressed state with a much smaller market cap than what XRP has, I believe XLM is a $6 billion market cap or something like that, maybe 12 billion. So it doesn't take much volume for that to double, triple, quadruple. Whereas with XRP, we are already sitting at $40 billion in total market cap. So it is going to take much more volume but with that being said i'd love to hop into our first article today but guys i want you to comment down below what are some of the currencies that you're most bullish on in 2022 and while you're doing that smash that like button and show us some love we've got janet yellen calls for crypto regulation to reduce risks and fraud nothing new here guys we aren't going to deep dive too much into what she had to say about the fraud in the statements she's just reiterating that taxpayers should have <laughs> the same um protections as crypto investors And I want to scroll down here to a couple of key points in this speech where she said surveys show that roughly 16% of adult Americans or 40 million people have invested in cryptocurrencies. 43% of men ages 18 to 29, shout out to me and Ando, have put their money into crypto. So what I'm seeing here, guys, is that the younger community is very bullish and very willing to adopt this technology. And I'd love to start with Jeremy here. What are some of your thoughts on what Janet Yellen had to say, and maybe the adoption of cryptocurrency being dependent on
2: regulation? So, okay. So first of all, I have to say this, I am against any type of, (laughs) I'm not against government type of regulation as a whole, when it needs to be, you know, protected. (laughs) I don't have a problem with that. Uh, and, And so I don't have a problem with that, but as you know, I'm a big fan of swaps because of it being completely decentralized and you becoming the liquidity owner by, you know, helping tie the, become, doing the liquidity pools, right? And so, so I, either way, either way, you're going to need something before people will start to buy and sell and move the currency and people need to feel safe about it, right? I listened to a podcast called Working. um, And it's it's a podcast that talks about like, they have people that come on that talk about like creative endeavors and things like that. And so they had this person, this woman who came on that makes like role-playing games. And so I was super excited about that because if you know me, I love role-playing games. And so I was listening to her talk about creating role-playing games and and instruction. And they got to a point in the article where they were talking about how she left Kickstarter and didn't do any of her like, you know, fundraising on Kickstarter anymore because Kickstarter is going to start moving everything over to a blockchain. And she was saying that her friends, because she doesn't know anything about the technology, said that the blockchain isn't safe and all of these things can happen and it's going to make it more difficult for people and information is going to be unsafe on Kickstarter if they move it over to the blockchain. So she moved away from Kickstarter and now does different funding stuff because of it moving to the blockchain. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because we are not, we're the uncommon 1%. The five of us that are on here We are okay with things being on the blockchain because we understand the technology. So either two things need to happen. There needs to be regulation that comes into place so people feel safe about it so that they will start adopting the technology or or they, we, they need to go and start researching on their own, which is what we try to do at the Academy and through doing free stuff like this on Good Morning Crypto and Coach JV's YouTube channel and all the other stuff where we talk on our podcasts and do Twitter spaces. We want to educate people on understanding that this technology is not going away and you should learn about it because if you learn about it, right, that fear goes away and it starts to become okay and you can start utilizing that technology. So to answer your question, yes, it, unless people are going to go and research it, right, and learn about it and start utilizing it and be safe with it, then regulation does have to happen or no one's going to adopt it.
1: That was brilliant, Jeremy. Couldn't have said it better myself. And there's a great quote I want to read before I kick it to Billy here, where it says, over the next six months, the Treasury will work with the White House and other agencies to develop reports and recommendations on digital currency. So what I thought was so exciting is they're adding timeframes to this stuff. I remember a few weeks ago when uh, Biden had the executive order, he gave a 210-day Guideline to say that we need to have standards and regulations by this point. We will roll out some recommendations. So I'd love to go to Billy here. What are some of your thoughts?
3: Man, it's it's crazy. The young generation always changes the world. You got old heads like me that get stuck in our own in our own way. And you know, we don't. We're a creature of habit. And when you get to this certain age, especially when you're talking about retirement and savings and family generational wealth, we get really sketchy on how we're going to move this. Like, I don't want just you're talking about some Bitcoin, some Internet money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dump a couple hundred thousand of my money from my family into something I have no clue about. That's my old head thinking. And now you have the new age thinking of, let me explore this. What is this about? How can this change my life? Um, <clears throat> and Jeremy hit the nail on the head. Old heads like from my generation, you know, 70s and back. We need regulation. That's just that's how we operate. For some reason, we've had this trust in the government. The government's not going to lie to us. If if they say it's good, then it's got to be good type shit, which we all know is crap. Anyways, uh, so I, I think it's an amazing thing, but I, I totally agree. We need regulations to get the majority of the population to buy into it. But it's one of those things, man. The youth change the world all the time. And it this this is a prime example. NFTs, metaverse, like it's either get on or get left behind, man. Yeah, I totally agree.
1: I'd love to go to NFT Tones. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on in your friend group, your age group? How do you think they're reacting to cryptocurrencies and NFT and metaverse
0: projects as a whole? All right. So my friends depend so a lot of my friends are in cryptocurrencies. They understand the cryptocurrency part and that crypto could possibly be the future. But when you bring up nfts and anything surrounding non-fungible tokens especially around video games, <laughs> a lot of my gamer friends are very hesitant around that kind of thing because they think companies are just in it for a cash grab and if you look at it there's been plenty of games that come out and do cash grab type things like for example i'm not going to even give an example but There's so many games that come out and do cash grabs and you need to be careful because you could lose serious amount of money. And the worst part is those games bring no value. It's like you get nothing for doing anything in game. You could do something in World of Warcraft and get like a completely dope skin, but you can't ever sell it. You're not supposed to. But with NFTs here, it gives the power to the players and it allows us to do what we want with our skins and allows us to potentially make a passive income or income just by playing video games. So I find it a really interesting idea. It's unique and I feel like it could revolutionize the idea uh, the industry because of how unique it is. And there's so many more uses for NFTs besides just video games. Like I'm sure eventually we'll have, cause NFTs, Basically, are unique and one of a kind. So we could put like our land deeds, or our home deeds, or our car deeds on the um, blockchain, and they'll always be verifiable, always there. So it's something <clears throat> that's interesting, unique, and I think NFTs will be here to stay for the long term, especially as things bigger uh, find out or as things go through. We'll see what is working and what isn't working.
1: Very cool, Ando, and I'd love to go and get what are the seventy-five year olds thinking, Johnny? Your age group in particular. I'm just kidding. I'm only teasing. I love you, bro. But Johnny, I would love to go to you next. What are your what are your thoughts on crypto adoption and regulation taking place, you handsome devil? <laughs> I, <laughs> should,
4: I think at the end of the day that that there's no question <gasps> about it, that the elites the elites are waiting for the adoption and okay. and, and the or I should say the regulation. Because at the end of the day, you and I can't move the market. None of us can move the markets. right? It's going to be the big boys that move the markets. And so the reason why I want, my age group wants this. And by the way, Gen X age group for all you bastards. I did you think, Boomer? I, I think know boomer. you didn't. Just <laughs> I to do, though. Just when though hey, about. I said handsome devil. Don't <laughs> yes, forget, I did say yeah, handsome you did devil. handsome devil. So us Gen Xers, we're looking for regulation because we know that the big boys want regulation. And we know that when the big boys come in, it's like a high tide, all boats are going to rise at the end of the day. So, uh, that's a <laughs> joke. Joe, hang on to your coffee there, buddy. But, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, absolutely. That's why my, my generation, we, we're praying for regulation. The sooner it comes, the better, you know, a lot of people get worried about regulation. They're scared of regulation. They think it's a bad thing. They don't understand. That's all this is. This comes from a place of not understanding what regulation means. Regulation means these are the rules of how you play the game. Then the elites, what they do is right. they go in and they exploit the rules, just like Bill Belichick does, right? The way he cheats. They say, oh, he cheats. <laughs> well, he kind of does and doesn't. He just goes and the Patriots. <laughs> he, re- he reads the playbooks, right? It's the rules. <laughs> and then he exploits it to the best of his ability to put his team in the best position to win. That's exactly what hedge funds and all these large corporations are going to do when regulation comes out. And can I, can I add something real quick, Johnny? Absolutely.
2: And when, when I kind of was starting off, when you were asking, was, I was talking about, wait, what? So, sorry, Johnny. I said, of course you can add something. You're the CFO. Well, no. But I, but what I wanted to say was, that's why I started with the DeFi. Because if you know me, I don't like gov- I. I I like governments that the people have the say in what the government is doing. And I also like that when the people have the say in what corporations are doing, because both of those things take advantage of all of the systems that they're in charge of and take advantage of all of us. So I don't want to say that it's just the government because it's also corporations, (coughs) especially the bigger corporations, because they have the money that feed into the politicians that are in the government so they can get their way. And So so that's the problem with the regulation. Even though I know that we need regulation, Right. We need regulation to get more people to adopt it. But then the regulation creates the rules. And then if you don't know those rules or you don't know how the game works, then you're going to get played. Right. Yes. When we always say what coach always says. Coach's exact words, Johnny, you probably <laughs> what is it? Know the game so you can't get played. Right. And that's the problem with regulation. That's the reason why there's so many gaps in wealth as there is now and why people are stuck in jobs because there's just regulation after regulation. And it's not just the government that's doing that. It's all the people that are feeding the money to the government that's getting them to do that. And that's what the problem is. And so that's why if anybody can adopt more decentralized you know, structures where you're the owner of the liquidity and you're helping provide that liquidity and that's how that money's moving – We will be in a much better place than having it in a centralized location because once it's centralized, then there's so many rules that it makes it difficult for everybody to get in. So that's why we're trying to tell people to get in on this now because there's not going to be another time like this once that regulation happens. And we showed a fantastic uh, clip from Kevin O'Leary at the Bitcoin conference yesterday where he was
1: talking about the massive flood of money that's coming in and is about to come in not only due to regulation but due to people actually realizing, understanding what the problem is that crypto solves that we have in our current fiat system today. This is such a unique time in history, guys. They're gonna be talking about this for hundreds of years. This is when we shift from fiat and gold bars into digital value being the standard for currency and the standard for value in our global economy. So very exciting stuff, and I'm super excited that we have the opportunity to be aware of this. So we'll hop into our next article where we have McDonald's, Starbucks, Chipotle, and Walmart take the orange pill. Now you're able to pay with Bitcoin. So this is a huge foundational change People are going to be able to buy on Shopify, go to Whole Foods, Chipotle, Starbucks, McDonald's, all paying with their Bitcoin. Now, I'm not sure who would want to pay with their Bitcoin, but they will have that opportunity. And this creates additional utility. Guys, how do you feel about this from a retail standpoint? Do you think retail investors are excited about the opportunity to pay for goods in Bitcoin? We'll start off with Johnny Crypto.
4: Um, you know what? I was typing over here, so I didn't catch the question. So <laughs> Somebody else all right. does.
2: Uh hmm. We'll start off with Jeremy. <laughs> okay,
4: yeah. So, to,
2: what, to, what? first thing I want to ask, is orange pill a new term that I don't know? That's a good question. I really don't know. <laughs> like, I saw that and I was like, what the hell is an orange pill? Is that <laughs> what we're calling when people adopt cryptocurrency now? They're I guess orange so. Pill? Anyway, okay. So, <laughs> here's the problem with it. Yes, I think that's fantastic that these places are accepting Bitcoin. But to the point that you just said, Abs, who's going to use their Bitcoin to buy stuff? Because Bitcoin is like a holding thing. Right, we use it to hedge inflation <coughs> right now, or to utilize as some type of investment so that you get the appreciation. Um, and and that's one of the things that I've always been saying is that at some point you're going to have to start using these things if you really if you really really want them to be adopted as currencies. So, but I'm happy. But as far as them doing it, I think it's fantastic.
1: I agree, yeah, and I'm excited that they're allowing new opportunities <gasps> to emerge within the space. I'd love to go to Johnny Crypto next. I know you have some thoughts.
4: Yeah, I think at the end of the day you know this is just right now the way of getting crypto out there right and everybody knows that bitcoin is the number one um when you think crypto you think bitcoin most people think not these people here because we're so into crypto we understand crypto is way more than bitcoin but you go into your supermarket and you ask the cashier or an old lady shopping you ask her what's crypto if she even will know most likely the only thing she's going to say is bitcoin right so think of what these companies are doing. This is this is a multi-stage game. Stage one is you bring crypto to the masses, and you do it through something that they already know. They know Bitcoin, so you do it in Bitcoin. But eventually, this isn't going to be Bitcoin. In the long run, this will be the XLM that we're talking about. You'll use your XLM or some other Fed coin, which you know whatever the the final crypto is. That's what you'll end up paying with. But for now, as they're just rolling this out. Bitcoin is the choice, and it makes sense, and it's a good thing. You want to, This is a good thing for all of us. We want to see this happen. Well, we want to see this happen. We want to see the world, because we know we're headed there anyway, we want to see it go to coins outside of you know, CBDCs. The sad part is someday these may all be based on CBDCs only, and that's going to suck. That's going to be really, really bad. We don't want to ever see that day.
1: And Andrew Cashflow, Andrew Cashflow brought up something fantastic, Johnny, last week. And I'll go right back to you. But what he said was that pretty soon when we move from this foundational shift from fiat into CBDCs, there's going to be two prices at your grocery store. There's, your chicken's going to be $5 for a CBDC, and it's going to be $7 if you pay U.S. dollars. And that's how they're going to incentivize people to shift away from fiat and into central bank digital currencies. Did you have any thoughts on that, Johnny?
4: Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. We know that these scumbag elites don't want us using cash. I encourage everybody out there to use your cash. Don't give up your cash because what you don't understand is at the end of the day, your cash is your freedom. And as soon as that has gone and you're hooked on a CBDC, which they're going to make you think it's great for you and it's great for the environment and it's green and it's healthy and you can't pass diseases and all this other bullshit that they're going to feed you as a sheep, right, to tell you that it's good. The reality is what you're really doing is giving up your freedom of choice because all they have to do now is someone don't like you, don't like what you did. They hit a button on the computer and they disable your money. And now you want to go, you want to go make that purchase at Walmart or McDonald's and then you put your card in there and don't work. You're like, what the hell, swipe it again or whatever the means is to access your crypto and you swipe it and it don't work and you're turned off and you have no freaking clue why. That is not a world we want to be headed down. So let's hope that. These um, decentralized currencies like Bitcoin, one of them finds their way into being accepted by you know a whole host of different places, so that we're not you know stuck on just a CBDC. And this ain't gonna happen overnight. I think this is gonna be a long switch, like you just said. You know, hey, you want cash? It costs you more. That's okay. I'll pay the fucking two dollars more. I don't care. At the end of the day, right? To keep the cash going as long as we can, because I know what it means when cash is gone. Your freedom is gone. So ask yourself that question, guys. At the end of the day, is your freedom worth an extra
1: $2? And it's like Coach JV always says, the elites work slowly and methodically. They take this, they take an extremely long-term time frame, and they move it incrementally. We saw in, in Jamaica, they actually created a financial incentive where if you turned in $100, they would give you $116 worth of their central bank digital currencies. And I think we're going to see a lot of that going forward. But I want to take a little bit of a tangent here when we talk about central bank digital currencies and the tie in that it will have to a possible social credit score like we see in China today. That's one of the biggest concerns is that if you have political views that don't fit the narrative of the time, which which happens quite often, right? People don't always agree on things. You being financially um, hindered, financially you know, assaulted, not being able to spend your money where you want to go or maybe even not being able to spend or access your money at all. But we have 153 listeners right now, so I'd love to just say smash that like button and show us some love. We'll kick it to Billy next. Billy, what are some of your thoughts?
3: Oh, man, this is, so I want to touch on a couple things. So I know what orange pill is now, so check this out. Escaping the monetary matrix requires choice. Luckily, the game theory has provided the masses with two pills for intellectual consumption that are very complex. You are taking the orange pill, which represents Bitcoin freedom and monetary sovereignty, or the blue mm. pill, which means... Fiat money, debt, and blissful ignorance. So I guess that's what they mean by that. So which one is the XRP pill? That's the, <laughs> one that's, the that's the smart pill. That's the, <laughs> that's the green. That's
2: the green pill, baby. Just <laughs> make an shirt and just put XRP on top of it.
4: <laughs> and, and
3: so, and I wanna touch base on, on what Johnny said a little bit too. This whole Bitcoin for burgers is what I'm gonna call it is complete BS. Um, it's just to get you psychologically ready for, for the acceptance of cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. um they're gonna tell you yeah bitcoin 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 get you to buy into it oh no we're gonna use xrp and xlm that's just that's how they move things
2: and if people start adopting it they'll start getting rid of their bitcoin exactly
3: exactly oh yeah and it becomes free yes um the other thing that is this is it's a good and bad thing yes your money system will never be the same you'll never be able to spend a dollar without someone knowing about it but with this coming on board like we were talking about earlier not only if if you're able to take a currency for a product then you have to be able to be paid in that currency uh to be able to go buy that product so this this tells me that there's even broader things coming in lines of uh people being able to be paid in different type of cryptos i know coinbase you know does some things but i even reached out to my wife uh because she is a, a gym for the mcdonald's distribution area um and this was news to hers too so i'm if, if this is coming about, this this is just the beginning of things. My bad, I didn't mean to go down that little thing. This is a no. That's perfect, that's perfect, That's yeah. perfect. Bitcoin for burgers, I love it. <laughs> that, that for that for
2: Bitcoin burgers. for burgers is a great way. Dollars <laughs> for guns is what it is. <laughs> Dollars for <laughs> guns. Dollars for guns for, Bitcoin, <laughs> for burgers. So can I add something to the uh, to the centralized bank currency thing? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say that like any type of any type of government control, right? Love it. No one should ever be penalized for their political belief system, and they should never be po- poli- like um, penalized for their religious belief system. In fact, people shouldn't be penalized for anything that they believe. The whole point of believing something is that the information that you got, those are the things that either align with your values, and that's traditionally what you choose to believe in. And so that's the reason why I don't, I, again, I'm just going to say this. Don't use a central. I'm against centralized currencies in any way, shape, or form. And the more that people can, can, if we can work to create more and more decentralized ways to utilize money, the more power that we have. And as long as we have money utilized in trading, you know, like we're in Star Trek, they don't have money at all. And they just like, if you want to be a winery, you're a winery and you give wine to people and you can come and get it. And that's how, you know, work flows when there's no, you know, currency. But if there is a currency... It needs to be decentralized because whenever you centralize it, that's where control goes. So I just want to keep telling that to the masses to keep focused totally. on decentralized currency. So if, a so,
3: if a social credit score comes up, I'm just going to tell everyone I'll be doing life. Yeah. To to yeah, because social credit score is terrible. Freaking The FICO score is horrible too. Right? Like
2: especially, especially, yeah, we're not even going to go down that. Right, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, just, just
4: keep working to decentralize stuff.
2: You know, it's funny. That was
4: this is an interesting comment. I've got friends, really smart friends, really sharp. They work in Wall Street. And when I talk about crypto, they like they make fun of me all the time, right? And I tell them a very similar thing, okay. You know, they just don't, whoops, they don't they don't see the writing on the wall. It's so funny how they're fighting and they're resisting crypto. And like, you know, they're always making jokes about it and everything. And I'm like, all right, guys, you know, you don't want to wake up, it's okay, but it is gonna it is going to slap you. It's going to give you a fresh one when, when you're not ready for it. If you don't, if you don't see the signs on the wall now, I'm really surprised. So I just encourage everybody out there, you know, try to continue to to encourage your family and friends to move them in this position. Try to get them, you know, in a position so that they can take advantage when the system does switch over to the quantum quantum financial system, so they're in the right position place to 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 be to benefit because the world is gonna be hurting, as coach says. It's gonna be painful when they do this. And if you're not positioned properly when that switch happens, um it's gonna be bad. So try to help your friends and family.
1: And we're gonna have to go a little bit rapid fire here so that we have time for NFT tone. So if we are moving quickly, I'm just giving you a heads up guys. Robinhood opens crypto wallet service to 2 million more users. Robinhood continues to expand its digital asset services. So basically what Robinhood did here is before you were able to buy and sell cryptocurrencies, but you were only buying a paper sheet equivalent of the asset. Now when you purchase Bitcoin, you're not buying a paper slip. You're purchasing the actual asset and you're able to move that Bitcoin from Robinhood onto your MetaMask, onto your Coinbase, etc. So this is a big development in the space and 2 million retail investors are now going to be able to move their cryptocurrency off of the Robinhood platform and all throughout the crypto ecosystem. So I'll just leave the floor open here and get
2: some quick comments. Maybe we'll go to Jeremy first. I hate Robinhood. So that's my comment. <laughs> I'm not a Robinhood fan. I've never been a Robinhood fan. If you listen to my TikTok, when they work flow work order, how you get paid, how they get paid from Robinhood is horrible. I'm not a fan of it. I don't think that they should be allowed to do that personally. Um, And the other fact is, where was I reading in the article earlier? They're like, there's no integration for your NFT. So if you move your NFT over to it, it could just drop off and you could lose it. Yeah. So obviously, they're literally doing this. Here's the thing. They're doing this so they can make more money in some fashion, right? Because if it's not on a paper sheet, they're getting more into the cryptocurrency. That means more people will be utilizing it because people are on Robinhood. And then they can focus on sending ads to them to get them to purchase currency And they'll be excited about it because there's this new change, and it's just to get them money, which I guess is the point of all business, so that part's fine. But it's just not something – there's many better systems out there and trading platforms that you could use that are a lot better than Robinhood, in my opinion. And there's a great quote here that I want to read
1: where it says, In the fourth quarter of 2021, Robinhood brought in $48 million million of transaction-based revenue. Associated with digital assets. But in total for the year, they had done over $300 million. So, like you said, Jeremy, they're just creating new opportunities for this company to make money. But I'm going to keep the ball rolling here. That way, we have enough time for NFT tones. We have Fortnite developer Epic Games and Lego partner to build a metaverse aimed at kids, guys. This is massive. I have an 11 year old brother. I know that he's going to eat this stuff up. He's probably getting ready to buy this thing right now. So, Fortnite developer Epic Games announced that it's partnering with Lego to build a metaverse aimed at kids. The Metaverse is going to shape the future for future Metaverses to make it safe and fun for children while building an immersive digital experience for kids to play around in. This is going to be basically a digital playground where children can walk in and choose from a variety of games that they'd like to interact with. I'd like to go to NFT Tones. What are some of your thoughts on this
0: Metaverse development? I'm excited, especially with Epic Games coming in, like partnering with LEGO to build a Metaverse aimed at kids. It kind of sounds like um, Roblox, and I think it could be a really interesting idea. What kind of has me worried is like parents and adults getting scared and restricting their children from playing or because they can make certain in-app purchases that are because like, don't forget, if we're talking about NFTs here they can get expensive. We're looking at thousands of dollars or $2,000 like step-n shoes right now, thousands of dollars. So wow. some of these things can get really really expensive and it it can be dangerous to give your son your account because if they go on there and buy a $2,000 NFT next week it could some there could be an update and it could be worth half that or even less. So there's a lot of things to consider and a lot of things to look forward to in the metaverse but there's a lot of things to look out to be aware of such as security wise so keep that in mind i'm sure since it's epic games in lego they're going to obviously have some kind of restrictions to prevent things like that from happening and i think that as the as as partnerships grow i think these worlds are going to get huge and huge epic and lego working together. Is huge. Like that is really big, and it blows my mind that they're making a virtual world designed for kids.
1: What I found so exciting NFT tones is that the same creators who built Fortnite are creating this metaverse. And we know how addicting Fortnite is. I mean, the visualizations within that platform. I see the eleven year olds, the because I have a brother that age. They come over to the house, and all they want to do is play Fortnite with one another. They leave. They toss on the headsets, and they're using it as a way to socialize. And a lot of people say, "Oh, these kids are more isolated than ever." I actually take the opposite approach where I think people are forced to be more social than they've ever been because you don't really have the opportunity to disconnect. And this is just leaning into that even further. Johnny Crypto, do you have any comments on that?
4: You know, the one thing I will say as a father, (coughs) what I remember was when Lego, Lego games came out. uh, Jeremy's too funny. When Lego games came out, um, they were all over that. They wanted that. That was a very popular game. Both my sons.
0: Yeah, LEGO Star Wars just came out, by the way.
4: Yeah, they were like all over that. So I can tell you that the LEGO uh, gaming side of it is is huge. It's very popular with children. And now marrying it to the metaverse is just a way to suck and draw them right into the place where they want to bring us all, which is the metaverse. So this is just the beginning steps of where we're headed, boys. And you're seeing all these different ways of how they're going to bring us there. Um, and, and they're smart they're gonna they're not gonna go after the gen Xers my age group they're gonna go after your age group abs and the kids even younger your brother's age group <coughs> because they know it's too late to convert a lot of us over we'll be stragglers that will join the metaverse late but you guys will be in as the early adopters you guys and the younger generation so they' they're coming after you first they're gonna get you hooked and you sucked into the metaverse, and you're not gonna know. we were just talking about this in the chat. It's gonna be the new normal, the new normal. Like someone just said here, it was a great, it was a great um, comment. Let me see if I can find it where they talked about how um, the metaverse. Where is it? Anyway, I can't, I can't yeah, find it. Yeah, it's fine. But but it was about you know along the lines of um, what, what's going to be the the normal or that that people are going to be in the metaverse and they're not going to socialize like we normally do. That's exactly right. It's going to be a new no. We're used to socializing, you know, face to face, man to man, you know, in a building or at work, right? All that together. That that human interaction, that social has all been changed since 2020 with the C word. Yep. Don't you think for a moment that that wasn't fucking planned? That was plan- that whole purpose of the C word and getting it out there and breaking people up and breaking society down and making them think it's bad to be within six feet of people without wearing a mask, right? It broke a whole paradigm shift. It's building really a new one. People are going to be, you know, what are we doing? We're already kind of partially living in the metaverse. We're all on Zoom. We're Johnny, if I can comment really quick. There.
1: It What it really impacts is the people who are growing up right now, right? People like yes. me and you who have experienced reality in 2008 in 1990, in in the eighties, you have all this foundation of what you believe reality is, but what's happening to the kids right now is they're being programmed to believe a lot of reality just takes place on your laptop. A lot of reality just takes place through your iPhone. And we're seeing a bigger and bigger shift to that. And guys, I want to go to our next one where why would I ever go into the real world if people are being attacked on the street, right? I can just stay in the metaverse and I'll be perfectly safe, but we have a story here where it says the Kraken exchange has shut down its global headquarters in San Francisco. After numerous employees were attacked on their way to and from the office, guys, this is my advice. Stay in the metaverse, plug in, lock into the matrix, baby. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we'll, we'll go to Billy. It's been a while since we heard from you. So we'll start off there. What are some of your thoughts on, on them needing to shut down their headquarters because people are being attacked?
3: I'm just going to go to, uh, <clears throat> when you put certain people in power, you can almost expect certain things to happen. Uh, you, you got to take care of your people, man. This is this California is, going to hell in a handbasket. I'm from California. I was born in California, lived there, and uh, I don't ever want to go back. I'm cool where I'm at. I like the South. Uh, it's not as crazy. It's not saying that the people aren't good, I just don't care for the politics, of it, which therein lies why I hope I never have a social credit score. Uh, so to tie back into the other thing about, I just want to touch base on the metaverse, because I have children, I have grandchildren, and that part kind of scares the hell out of me, man. Um, just because you don't know what to expect, and I know it's part of the new age, and this is just me being an old head again and being a parent. This part kind of scares me uh, just in the metaverse part. I never really thought about this. I think about making money. I think about businesses and think of, you know things like that. As much as I think this is good um, to all the parents out there, just make sure, again, know what your kids are doing, know what they're getting into, be a part of their life. This is something that you're not going to get away from. It's something that they're going to grow up with, So if I can be a part of it, know what they're doing, engage with them. And and you might learn something yourself from, from the new generation. But again, as always, know what your kids are doing, be a part of their life that way. We don't have to worry about things like that. But anyways, love you. I didn't mean to get dark.
2: can Can I just add something real quick? Yeah. Super fast. So I don't have kids, but I have my niece lives with me. And so the, I feel like me and her have such a good relationship and she's comfortable talking to me about stuff like yesterday, uh, last on Wednesday, I was on our, um, Uh, in You Must Believe Way of Life call that's part of the 3T Warrior Academy. Um, It's a call that we do that um, is like a motivational call um, and it's headed by um, uh, the captain or uh, a gentleman by the name of Johnny Canuck who kind of runs a lot of the motivation stuff inside of the 3T Warrior Academy and helps with it. And so she came to me and she's like, hey, are you busy? And I said, well, I'm never busy to talk to you. So I kind of left the call and we spent like an hour talking and she was deep diving with me. But the reason why she's comfortable with that is because I enjoy the same kinds of things that she's involved with, like the metaverse and video games and Minecraft and right. Because other than me having a job, me having a job and owning business is the most mature thing that I do. Other than that, I'm like one of the most immature people, but, and I'm not saying playing video games makes you immature, but I'm saying that like, I enjoy that type of stuff. So what I would say, I think that it would be beneficial. The more that you invest in the things that your kids are doing, the better that you will understand what's going on. And they will be able to trust you because you kind of have more of that – More, I don't want to say like a friendship because that's not always a great thing to you know have with a parent-child relationship. But you have more of that friendship, so they're going to be comfortable with it. And you also know what's going on. So if something bad happens in that space, they feel more comfortable to come to you and talk to you. Perfectly yeah. said.
1: That's beautiful, Jeremy. And Billy, I didn't know you are a grandfather. You got to be one of the most young grand- He's like the father.
2: youngest grandfather ever. He tells me that. He does stuff <laughs> with his granddaughter on TikTok, and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you look amazing, Billy, so that you we got that going for you. But guys, I'm going to hop into some NFT talk because we know it's Friday, and we got the NFT specialist here. <laughs> Michael Jordan is launching an oh. NFT on Ripple's XRP ledger in quarter two of 2022. Let me say that one more time the greatest athlete of all time, has chosen XRP to launch his NFT on. Very cool, very exciting stuff. The first batch of NFTs is expected to hit the market in quarter two of 2022, and it will include an intimate selection of original momentous images of Michael Jordan accompanied by his personal opinion and thoughts and observations on each photo. This is really cool, guys. I love Michael Jordan. I may even purchase some of these as long as they're not like 10 grand, but this is awesome to see that he chose The XRP Ledger, people are moving away from Ethereum, moving away from OpenSea. We're going to see more and more of this going
0: forward. I'm very bullish. What do you think, NFT Tones? Yo, I'm excited for Jordan. Michael, Jordan NFT on the XRP Network, that is some hype right there. Right? Yes, definitely. I can't wait. I definitely want to pick one up as long as they're not 10K. But then again, if... I'm going to bring you, hopefully, if we have enough time, I'll bring you something that is printing money right now. And hopefully, then you'll be able to get what you need. Get the money to buy the NFT, yeah.
1: <laughs> and here's the, here's the cool thing, dude, is that yesterday, we brought a story where Tom Brady and ESPN partnered to create their first NFT. And then the exact, the next day, we had Michael Jordan announce that he's going to be launching his on the XRP Ledger. But we know that sports are going to be huge for NFT integration, whether it's tickets, unique opportunities, Collectibles. The list goes on and on. We'll kick it to Jeremy and then Billy. What are some of your thoughts on this article?
2: Yeah, so real quick, um, I do want to say that I think that the sports place with the NFTs and being able to help the any any athlete, um, especially collegiate athletes, uh, a great partner uh, sponsor that we have for our 2022 Freedom Conference is a company called TNNS. And they really focus on um, partnering with athletes to help them create their NFTs. So we know that this is going to be a very big Thing that's going to be happening where the sports stars are going to be getting involved with those nfts because especially when they're younger sports ath af- or athletes or um their collegiate athletes it can also help them with continuing to gain money and not being taken advantage of by all the people that you know take advantage of sports stars so i think that we're going to see a really big thing happen with the nfts so oh uh, and i'm really excited that it's michael jordan even though i have a sun shirt on right now because go suns but um i'm also a chicago fan because my family's from illinois so um but anyways, back over to Billy.
3: Yep. No, i was just uh th- this is amazing, man. This is this brings back like nostalgia for me because Michael Jordan was was my GOAT. Like he he was the one that, you know, as a kid, whenever I was a kid, you didn't get to go see basketball players like you do now and you know have the social media presence that you have. So what I'm really excited for this is what comes along with the utilities that's gonna come along with it. What, what are you gonna get to do with the community that's involved with this? So I'm a basketball head and I hate to even mis- admit this, like all my kids are even named after basketball players and I'm short, white and have a two inch vertical, but I still love the game. So, you know, it- it's one of those things that you love. And this is going to be one of those projects. I, I've- this is, this is going to be huge, man. I'm-, I'm so bullish on this. this is- I'm going to get out and do some, I'm going to run around this damn house. If I get one, it's going to be crazy. I
1: mean, that's exciting. And Billy, two-inch vertical, very, very cool, man. We'll get in the gym. In <laughs> <together>. <laughs> we'll play some one-on-one basketball because I'd love to get a W under my belt. We'll kick
4: it to NFT. Here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Billy, kidding. Billy, Billy, I'm just too young to have seen the movie White Man Can't Jump. Exactly. Bro. Like, we it. don't
3: know Billy. You don't, yeah, we,
4: you, we know.
2: That's <laughs> one of the best. That's a great movie, too. But and I heard they're remaking that. I don't know who's going to be in it, but they're remaking it. Yeah, that was awesome. So we
1: only have about two minutes left here. I'd love to kick it to NFT Tones. Why don't you drop some gems for our listeners? What are some of the
0: things that you're watching and maybe some of the information you wanted to share? All right. So first up, I wanted to tell you that the first game on the Algorand blockchain is coming out. It's called Cosmic Champs, and it's the first 3G- 3D game on the Algorand blockchain. So I wanted to bring that to your guys' attention. Nice. Then – we had Justin Kahn's Fractal NFT Launchpad raise about $35 million in seed funding round. So that's huge right there. And Fractal is a marketplace that I love. We've talked about it before. It has MetaWanna and other uh, games. And what's awesome about Fractal, like I said, is they verify and dox everything for you. So it's awesome. You don't really ne- necessarily have to put the work in. So another awesome thing that came out recently is the Amber Sword 3 Alpha. Uh, came out and people have been playing it hands-on and people are loving it. So it's really interesting to see how these games have been in development for a few years now and now they're actually coming out and making um, progress. So if you guys like Age of Vampires combined with Total War, there's a game called Block Lords coming out and it's basically a combination of Age of Vampires, Total War, Crusader Kings and Mountain Blade. And they've taken the best parts of Age of Vampires, which is the developing the civilization, total wars battle, and Crusader Kings political strategy slash intrigue, to bring the best strategy, to bring the best strategy game experience ever to everyone. So it's really exciting to see what they're doing. And uh, Axie Infinity is now live on via uh, via Mavis Hub, so you can now go play uh, Axie Infinity Origins and try that out. There was a new uh, trailer released about for Monkey League, and it looks stunning. I it blows my mind away. And last for the game news, we had Splinterlands clinch 2 billion games played, and they dished out 1 million dollars worth of scholarships. So, on to the last thing I want to talk about is these DeFi apps that I found. First one up is called Baked Beans, and so this thing basically prints you money. And what I mean by that is you put in however much money or BNB you want, right? And you gain 8% daily. So, And the point is you're supposed to rebake it six days out of seven. So out of seven days in a week, you're rebaking it. And that is reinvesting your money back into the contract. So when I found this contract for baked beans, it was at about 6,000 BNB. Currently, it's at 15,000 BNB. So we're at $6.5 million in the contract. So it is insane to see this. And it's insane to see that people have been making about anywhere from about 4 to 10 BNB a day. And now they have other ones coming out, such as the Vineyard, Spooky Miner, and Ruby Miner. I'm part of all of these DeFi apps because I've seen what these miners can do it can produce a lot of income. I've seen people pr- making about $4 to $5,000 a day off these DeFi wow. apps. It's actually insane. Um obviously do your own research, but these are high risk, high reward plays. Definitely I do definitely recommend checking them out and doing your own research cuz I I like I said I've seen people actually quit their jobs because of these DeFi apps. So
1: well, that'll be you one day, Tones. I know that.
2: You are you are brilliant. He already, he already and, does, does that as a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to
1: say, NFT Tones, you're brilliant, man. And you always bring the best projects. I love working with you. And for anyone who didn't catch that, please rewind it. Watch those last two or three minutes again. I'm sure this kid dropped some gems. He's been proven right time and time again. And I just want to gas NFT Tones up because I really appreciate a lot of the stuff you do. And. I don't give you much time to share. So I want to apologize. I'm going to continue to improve on my time management skills. I'll blame that on me today because I also talk as much as Johnny talks. (laughs) But we love it. We love it. And I want to say we love our listeners. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Billy. Thank you, Johnny. thank you, NFT Tones. It's always a pleasure doing this show, and I can't believe we just finished our sixth week. We are crushing it. We're going to continue bringing the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics. And it's like we always say, warriors rise. Get
4: your shit together, baby. Thank you. Let's go. Where's the monkey photo? (laughs)